Welcome to the Palace Perspective, podcast that brings you conversations and professional analysis on the topics and trends affecting your everyday financial life. The Palace Perspective is brought to you by Palace Capital Advisors, a comprehensive wealth management firm with locations in the Northeast, specializing in financial and estate planning solutions, investment management strategies, and family office services for high net worth families across the country. Welcome to another edition of the Palace Perspective webcast series. I'm Rich Mullen, one of the managing partners here at Palace, and I'm joined today by Mark Bogar, our chief investment officer, and Steve Kylander, our senior portfolio manager. As we record this webcast, both the stock and the bond markets have experienced the weakest start to the first half in over 50 years. The primary culprit has been in higher inflation and has caused a double whammy of kicking the Federal Reserve into aggressive rate hikes and negatively impacting consumer and investor sentiment, raising the likelihood of a recession. We're going to focus today on inflation in this webcast series. So, Mark, what has been the main driver of inflation here? Yeah, just so everyone recalls, um, the two couple main drivers of inflation have been the fiscal and monetary stimulus by the government. So monetary, meaning the Federal Reserve lowered interest rates, and fiscal response, meaning the government spent a lot of money, put a lot of money in, in people's pockets. So consumers could spend during this pandemic. And what they were spending on initially was goods, right? It's because services were completely shut down. That created a lot of supply chain disruptions, both from the demand side for the goods, but also supply. There are a lot of issues with labor given COVID restrictions in many places around the world, uh, be it in the U.S., be it in China. So supply chain has been a big issue. And you roll the clock forward even to into this year when Russia invaded Ukraine. That severely disrupted the oil supply chain and food supply chain, given how much uh, food is produced over in Ukraine. So those supply chain disruptions have been the biggest impediment to uh, prices staying high. Yeah, it's interesting, Mark. Thank you. Uh, Steve, some things have benefited, some sectors here in the market from inflation. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? What sectors have and do you continue to see them benefiting going forward? Well, yes. I mean, I guess as everybody would be very cognizant of, uh, gasoline prices are very high and the energy and commodity industry uh, more generally has actually benefited from pricing. That very much has been a, you know, demand has been relatively strong and supply, as Mark mentioned, uh, due to Ukraine and the war there, as well as just trying to bring back up uh, capital spending and the energy and the uh, agricultural markets being deferred. That's really uh, pushed that sector particularly strong. There's also the other areas, you, there are concerns about having a recession due to the high inflation. And so there's been a gravitation to defensive sectors such as consumer staples, utilities, pushing up those valuation multiples even without moving the earnings there. But, you know, there are, you know, the other, you know, the areas that have been impacted the most are almost the opposite side. Anything with long duration. So that's if you're expecting to get cash flows way out to the future, that's worth less today. Sure. So we've seen that impacted both on the equity side and on the fixed income side. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of damage that's already been done in the market here in response, I think, to um, some, some of this inflation, actual inflation numbers and inflation talk. But let's just talk a little bit about where we stand now. So we've identified the fact that inflation, I think the, the latest expectation, the latest print was around 8.7% on the CPI. So, you know, certainly historic numbers there. But I think the, the big difference here, in my opinion, is the, the cause of what may unfold here in terms of a recession. And in this particular instance, 
you know, we've got a inflation-driven recession, perhaps, if it does show, and, and I think that the base case here is that it will, versus a credit-driven uh, recession. And just to put that in perspective, you know, the pandemic-induced 2020 recession uh, and other recent recessions have been credit-driven, including the great financial crisis of 07, 08, and the dot-com bust of 0, 2001. In those cases, debt-related excesses built up in housing and internet infrastructure, and it took like a nearly a decade to work through this. And this makes sense intuitively if you think about it. You know, there's a lot of debt out there in the economy, and it just takes a while for whatever it is, restructuring your debt workout and so on. It took about a decade. But if you look back at prior recessions, you know, where there was excess liquidity and not debt, and the most likely catalyst for that recession, or recession today would be just that, and in this case, you know, extreme levels of COVID-related fiscal stimulus and monetary stimulus pumped into those households and the investment markets contributed to the inflation and driving the speculation in financial assets. So just put that in perspective, you know, the historic damage to corporate earnings tends to be more modest during inflation-driven recessions. And for example, the inflation-driven recessions, both of 82, 83, when the Fed raised its policy rate to 20%, and then 73, 74, when they raised their policy rate to 11%, the S&P profits only fell 14 and 15% respectively. And this compares to a profit decline of 57% during the great financial crisis and 32% uh, earnings damage during the tech wreck. So, I mean, there's a little bit of a silver lining here, and we've talked about it in prior podcasts, Mark. This kind of feels a little bit like a a garden variety recession, if you will. I know yeah. it's um, you know being felt more painfully by some than others, but can you talk a little bit about that in terms of where we see a little bit more challenge and then what we've been doing here in the in the portfolios in response? Yeah, well, certainly on the challenging side, and to echo what you said about prior recessions, you know, think about consumers taking out no documentation loans back in the great financial crisis. So all of a sudden, the market crashes, unemployment's going. Uh, consumers need to work through that debt, as you talked about, need to work through that debt. And that takes years to do where we're coming into this uh, slowdown slash recession with consumers balance sheets in great shape. Generally, people have jobs. So again, even if unemployment ticks up a bit, the consumer's in a great position and consumer spending really drives the economy. So we're going to be in a slowdown. You got to think there's going to be pockets of the economy where we've had kind of overindulgence of goods may have a pullback. But again, it's that's getting someone into price into markets, given that we're in bear market territory in the S&P 500. Growth has to slow, but we're continuing to see the risk, I think, still is this inflation and the Fed having to push us into recession to break inflation. There's a few stats. I know Steve has a few here. Maybe you can talk on the positive side of where inflation's heading, but there's some early indicators that potentially inflation may ease off before the Fed has to really force us into that hard recession. But if we're thinking in negative scenarios, it would be that continued Fed forcing us into the recession is still on the table and is still a risk. But there are, are some positive signs, out, aren't there, Steve, out there on inflation? Yeah, I think well, we're seeing it very recently here. I mean, oil, when the market sort of was hitting its low, oil prices were at 100, over $120 a barrel. They're well under $100 you know, as of today. And, you know, as oil has come down, we've actually seen a bit of a recovery in the market, probably to a degree because some of the potential concerns about ever-increasing oil prices and the impact on inflation have come off to a degree. But it's not just oil. I mean, we've seen uh, falls in other commodities such as lumber, copper, 
steel prices, they're all well off 30, 35% from, from where they are. You know, there are certain aspects that are probably a little stickier in terms of inflation, such as wages and housing. But even there, there's probably a moderation in terms of the uh, rate of increase that is being seen there relative to you know, where we were in the past year. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I think we're seeing some uh, evidence in the housing market, which has been, you know, the consumer's piggy bank uh, for the most part. And I think we're seeing, you know, some decline in sales and, you know, walkthroughs. And, and uh, so with with rates, uh, mortgage rates ticking up as high and as quickly as they did, I think it's just only obvious to expect some sort of, you know, kind of impact to demand and, and perhaps prices in, in housing. So, um, good points. So why don't we just kind of talk a little bit about what Palace has been doing, Mark, in terms of response to this inflationary environment and, and where the market is right now and, and what our expectations are going forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we at Palace have been concerned about rates going up for quite a long time. So generally, we have inflation uh, hedges in the portfolio, be it through real estate, be it through treasury inflation protected securities, public companies, as we've seen, can raise prices through this issue and continue to have better earnings. So we have a lot of inflation hedges already in place. But given the volatility in markets that we've seen year to date, we've taken that opportunity to rebalance portfolios. So we own uh, high quality equities here at Palace. That means uh, high return on equity, strong balance sheets, strong franchises. And when you get those strong franchises at a discount, And those are the type of companies that have been hurt year-to-date primarily. That's the opportunity to add back and bring back to target weight. So we've generally trimmed some bonds, added to those high-quality equities, and we think that staying invested, that long-run plan will play out well for clients in the long run. And we've also done tax loss harvesting. So with the pullback in pretty much every asset class, we've been able to tactically sell some particular securities, realize losses for clients while maintaining exposure to the end markets and then reverse those trades when the time is appropriate. The tax loss is very beneficial for clients, as well as that rebalance staying in line with long-term goals. That's great. Uh, Steve, you had anything to add to that before we uh, conclude? Uh, no, I think that's. Uh, I think it's just, again, keeping that longer-term perspective that there is a lot of fear, and I think one of the key measures that we keep you know, showing out there is sentiment has never been more negative. That's a good point. And um, you know, when that reverses, so do so do the markets, most likely. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, thanks, guys. In summary, the financial markets have gone through a historically significant adjustment in 2021, adjusting to the impact higher inflation has catalyzed for higher rates and slower growth expectations. As these inflationary pressures wane and the economy gets through the expected period of slower growth of a recession. You know, long-term forces should reassert and help clients achieve their goals. To your point, Steve, I think keeping that perspective is important. So uh, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Steve, and for your thoughts. And thank you for taking the time to watch and keep an eye out for our next podcast and webcasts in the Palace Perspective Series. Have a great day. Palace Capital Advisors, LLC, and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You should consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances. These materials are provided for general informational and educational purposes based on publicly available information from sources believed to be reliable. PCA cannot assure the accuracy or completeness of these materials. 
The information in these materials may change at any time and without notice. The information contained herein is for informational purposes only, is not personalized investment advice, and should not be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell any particular security, sector, or strategy to any individual person or entity. Investment advice is offered through Palace Capital Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor.